Wake up, the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you guys? Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Yesterday was a pre-recording. I'm sorry, it was a little brutal, y'all. No, make no. I'm trying to make excuses. Tired, couldn't read right, so because <laughs> I didn't get to read ahead. So I appreciate you guys that stuck around to hear that uh, message yesterday. But thank you guys and welcome to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. This uh, live stream goes live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. And what we do here is we talk about the greatness of God. We re- we're reading A Purpose Driven Life. And if you want your own copy, then the link is down below. Or you can enter a book giveaway, which we will be giving away a book tomorrow. So make sure you guys head over to BrittanyTheHost.com to get your copy. And this is the website. So go ahead and... um not to get your copy, excuse me, because I'm not giving a free books away for everybody. It is a giveaway. There will be a drawing. So go ahead and check that out. Hope you guys are doing well. Go ahead and put it in the chat for me. Um, if this is your first time watching live, welcome. You are in for a treat. Um, we are a just a God-loving community. So I hope that you will stick around and be a part and go ahead and push that like button as you guys come in each and every day. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're watching from your TV, pick up your phone and go to your library and go ahead and, <laughs> and give me a thumbs up as well. It just helps me out and it uh, shows YouTube algorithm that you guys are enjoying the content. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and jump into our morning prayer and then do the shout outs and get into today's conversation, conversation, which is how real servants act. And you know what's very interesting about what we've been reading here on Morning Motivation? I feel like there is a spiritual, I don't know if God is downloading certain messages for preachers or whatever at the same time. And I'm not calling myself a preacher. I'm just Brittany. (laughs) But what I'm saying is the things that we talk about here on Morning Motivation, I hear my preacher talk about it. I've been hearing Pastor T.D. Jakes, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes talk about it. I've been hearing and getting confirmation. The same things that we've been talking about serving church, everything that we've been talking about lately has been circulating in the atmosphere of other preachers and other Christians. So I'm just like, God is doing amazing things. Um, And if you are being called to give your life to Christ or to get closer to God in any capacity, I highly recommend it. Highly recommended you guys. When I say just me stepping into my faith more, bettering my relationship with God, getting back into church, I see my internal life change more than ever in such a long time. So I pray that you guys are working on your, your spiritual journey. I pray that you're working on your relationship with God If you do not have one, it is okay. Just pray and allow him to be in because he will not force you or make you do anything that you don't want to do. He does not force his will on you, but he does love you and he does want you. And I pray that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you are covered in the blood, okay? Covered in the blood. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, happy housewife. There has been a strong calling going on. And I know my... My preacher is talking about it a lot, um, but it's like, I don't know if God sent out his trumpets. Guess who came to join us, you guys? Zarita. Hi, baby girl. You're normally asleep. Hey, how you to the people? All right, go down. Go lay down. 
she can't be on my lap while I'm I get too distracted. <laughs> um, hi. Um, but yes, there has been a strong calling to a lot of people who went out who's who who are like in the world and and teaching and things like that. So yes, absolutely. I know, babe, you gotta wait. Oh, she's she's right here. No, you can't be in my lap. You gotta wait. Um, but yes, there has been a, a calling. So if you are called, if you feel like you are being nudged to get closer to God, if you feel like you've been nudged to go back into church, highly, highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> Why do people ask me? I was invited to Raven's party, but I could not attend. I had other things going on. I was invited. I did not go. Um, yes, me and her are still cool. I get this random question every once in a while. Yes, I'm still cool. I love her. I think she's great. Uh, but no, I will not be in the vlog or anything like that. I did not go, but it was, it looked amazing and I'm super happy for her. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to Raven. I get that question randomly all the time, but no, I did not go. All right. So let's jump into it. So, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and pray. Uh, and get this this message started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again another day to fellowship through the internet. I pray anybody listening now and later will just get a sense of peace, get a sense of connection with you. I pray that you pour into their spirit, Lord, so they know that you are real and that they will grow their relationship with you. You are calling all of your children, all of your people to awaken and to do what is pleasing in your sight. I pray that you download purpose and spiritual gifts into each one who is listening, Lord. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, y'all. That <laughs> That's neither here nor there. All right. So let's jump into it. So today we are going to talk about how to really, to be, how real servants act. Okay. We've been talking a lot about purpose. We've been talking about a lot about uh, spiritual gifts and our anointings and our ministries and how we are going to serve moving forward. I pray that we're not just here listening to Morning Motivation. I pray that the things that we're talking about are really resonating with you all. I pray that they are being downloaded into you because um, I've been truly doing the work and I pray that you all too in your own capacity, in your own way. And although I understand that People come to things at their own time, but I really feel like something's going on. I My intuition is high. I've been seeing a lot of confirmations with things. And one thing my preacher was saying last night at Bible study is he was saying how like the world don't need no passive Christians right now. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to be sweet. and also, Like we have to be bold in the things that we say. That's why I've changed a lot of my vocabulary. That's why I'm changing a lot of my vernacular when it comes to, I'm not tiptoeing. I used to tiptoe around like, well, you know, if you want to accept him, it's, it, it is on you. You know what I mean? But he, what he was saying is he was like, how are you going to cast out demons if, if, if you're passive? How are you going to really stand bold and affirm and fight and show people what a real Christian is. Like, it was like, you got to be a dog. Like, and I did not say my shout outs, my bad y'all. <laughs> you cannot be a dog. You cannot be a passive Christian. So when we are in our fight, when we are going through the world, when we, we have to be bold and I get it. Uh, Christianity has a bad rap. A lot of people don't want it. A lot of people want to be spiritual and that's fine. You can't convert. Our jobs aren't to convert people or to do anything. But if you are called, if you believe that you have a calling on your life to serve, to get closer to God, 
to to walk in what you believe your purpose is, then it's time to put your armor on. It's really time to to stop tiptoeing, stop playing. Again, get there do when God has called you. But if you have been called, do not ignore the call. Don't be like, okay, I'll get to it and keep doing what you've been doing. Or, you know, if you've been called like, hey, you need to take your butt to church. If you feel in your spirit that you need to start reading your Bible more, whatever you're feeling, whatever that 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 inching is, it's not it's it's not you tripping. It's not it's on purpose. And there may be a purpose on your life higher and, and, and more than you ever know. When I started Morning Motivation, when I was called to do this, I did not think that I would be sitting here nine months later talking about God the way I talk about God or or talking about Christianity the way I've been talking about Christianity, not in a million years. So don't worry about where you are. Allow God to use you. Surrender. Give yourself away. There's a song called I Give Myself Away So You Can Use Me, uh, I believe by Donnie McClurkin. Put it in the chat who that song's by. I believe it's Donnie McClurkin, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when you give yourself to God and when you give yourself to Christ, it's you are now outside of you. There are things that I just no longer do. There are places I no longer go. There are things I don't say. There are things I just don't entertain anymore. And I understand that everybody has to be on their own path and own journey. But I was called and I, I believe I answered the call. I don't know if I answered it late. I don't know if I answered it. I don't know. But I really do feel like he is calling his people and he's sending out messages. No longer will messages in, in, in Christianity just be at the pulpit, just at church. You might be called to speak in your community. You might be called to speak in your classrooms. You might be called to speak to your husband. You might be called to speak to your wife. You might be called to speak to your family and be the change in your family. You may be called to start your own podcast, um, web series, whatever, whatever you feel you are being called to do. The time is now to answer the call, okay? But let me go ahead and do the shout outs. I apologize, you guys. I got excited and did not do those. <laughs> but uh, good morning, Happy Housewife, Glorious Rising. Good morning, Aubrey. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Melon and Honey. I, was, I had the pleasure of meeting Melon and Honey yesterday. She is such a beautiful spirit. One thing I love when I meet you guys, I can always tell right away your spirits. For the most part, one one kind of slit. Well, still a good person, but uh, I could always tell your spirits when I talk to you. Um, I can always tell regardless if I pay attention. Or not, I can always tell. But anyways, Melon and Honey had a beautiful spirit. So it was super nice meeting you and talking to you yesterday. Um, I love when I get to meet you guys and talk to you guys. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Elvis. Good morning, Mariah. Good morning, Brittany. Uh, good morning, that's so Ashley. Rich Rising, Ashley. <laughs> good morning, she Amber. Good morning, Felicia. Yes, good morning, Mariah. Oh, I already said good morning, Mariah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Zara, she, she tries to be. Good morning, Shador. Good morning, Aisha. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. Um... Oh, okay, my bad. Sometimes I feel out of place. Okay. And you know, I'm glad you said this. And I know I'm not done with the shout outs, right? I'm glad I, I'm glad you said this. My pastor said yesterday, he was like, you're not supposed to fit in, right? Uh, and, and, and Pastor and Bishop T.D. Jakes was talking about a quilt, right? And how you take pieces of different fabric to make a quilt. You're not supposed to always fit into a church, right? God make, made you uniquely you. We talked about our gifts and we talked about our talent. We talked about being weird. 
my pastor said, we are weird people. You know, it is weird to shout the way we shout. It is weird to fall out and, and, and catch the spirit. It is weird to, to talk about God in 2022 on the internet. It's weird that you guys watch a girl talk about God on the internet every day at 8 a.m. That's abnormal. People don't do that. It's not a bad thing. It's just different, right? So with all of that being said, we are different. We are weird. We are not supposed to quote unquote fit in. I do say that you should find a church home that feels good to you. Like it should feel like a home. When I go to my church home and when I meet the people in my church, I feel like, oh, this is like, it feels like extended family, the way they're so welcoming. And I do go to a younger church. Like my preacher is probably in his forties, possibly. Um, very young guy. He he has off-white tennis shoes. Like he's a real hip dude, right? But he's prophetic. Like apostle is so prophetic. Like the what he speaks and 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 all of the people in the church are around my age. Like there some of them are married, some of them have kids, but they're like, I think maybe the oldest person in our church, maybe 45, 50, maybe, unless it's like somebody's mom. So I feel like my church was a perfect fit for me. I'm not as much as I love my grandma and my mom. I ain't trying to be at my grandma church. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not my vibe. So find a vibe and find what fits for you. There are different churches, but make sure that what they're preaching is actually scripture. Make sure what you're being told is actual doctrine. Um, make sure you research yourself and make sure you you your spirit. That's why you have to get a, a, a close relationship with God. To make sure that your spirit is ignited because when you have discernment, you can discern people from a mile away. You know what I mean? And when we ignore those little inklings of people being off, I've done that. They kind of slip through the cracks, but that's not your fault for being a good human being. But it's okay to not fit in. It's okay to be a little weird, or a little awkward or whatever when you're in church. But I will say find something that fits and, and feels good to you. Sometimes, sometimes church is like dating. Right. Sometimes church is like dating. Sometimes you can hit it off on the first date and boom, you got a boo in a couple of months <laughs> or you can be like, eh, you cool, but I don't like this. OK, I relate everything back to dating because I feel like it's so prominent to everything that we do. So you could go to a church and be like, this ain't it. You go to another church and be like, this ain't it. Um, I've, I've been blessed to, to find it on the first try with my church. It, it been being a long time. But I knew what I wanted to feel and I knew what I wanted to hear and I knew what I needed when I went to church. So figure out what you need and then go seek a church. Like I knew I needed worship, praise and worship. I knew I needed a congregation that felt good. You know what I mean? So I, I pray on your journey that you you find that and you take your time and you you find a great church home. Um, but it's, it's normal to feel out of place. You're always weird and a little awkward when you first kind of go in, just be friendly, smile, just be who God called you to be and you will, it'll be perfect. And then sometimes it takes tuning in online a little bit to, to kind of, you know, figure that out. <laughs> Good morning, L. Um, oh my gosh. Authenticating beauty. Happy. Co oh, congratulations. Girl, get married, period. I pray in the name of Jesus that your uh, marriage is covered. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Come on, authenticating beauty. It says, y'all definitely have to keep me going as long as this long planning journey and other life events. As all, thank you. 
Well, I'm super happy for you. I had no idea you were getting married. Congratulations. 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 Um, Percy says, hey, Brittany, good morning. Good morning. I don't uh, do preachers in their 20s. I need him to be at least 40s. That's just me. And that's cool. Like, especially as a man, you have to know who you need to like look up to. I feel like men need that older person. And my preacher, I think he looks younger than what he is. I'm guessing he's in his 40s. I'm not sure. Um, he's definitely not in his 20s. Um, but he is a younger preacher. Like he doesn't wear suits. Uh, he doesn't, he's, 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 he knows what's going on, if that makes any sense. So he's not, my preacher isn't in his 20s. But you never know when people's callings are, you know? But I understand that. You have to find what's right for you. You may need to go to an older church. And that's cool because sometimes you know what you need to be surrounded by. I believe anybody that's married or uh, getting married that, you know, if you're in church, that your husband also link up with church men because them church men are going to be like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, dog. Don't do it. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> Yeah, some preachers do got too much going on. Authenticated <laughs> V said, is that uh is that something that you've dealt with? Sometimes they do. Like there's that that preacher, excuse my language, well, I'm sorry to talk about your children, but that preacher that's that's that wears the Dior suits and that that's 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 that had that woman that came up in his thing and he choked her out, like that's too much. Like I you you have to know who uh who you gravitate to, who your spirit is called, and all of that. All right. <laughs> Y'all continue the conversation in the chats. I love to see it. All right. So how real servants act, it says who whoever wants to be great must become a servant, a servant. Mark 10 and 43. You can tell what they do. Oh, excuse me. You can tell what they are by what they do. How are you all serving? How are we serving God and serving the church and serving? It says we serve by God by serving others. You know, we are such in a society of me, me, me. What can I get? If he can't do this, I ain't doing this. If they can't do this, if I ain't do, if the church ain't doing this, I can't do. It's all about us. But it says the world defines greatness in terms of power, position, prestige, and, and position, excuse me, possessions. <laughs> it says the world defines greatness in terms of power, possessions, prestige, and positions. Y'all, some of us will never get to the pinnacle of, 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 uh, what is it called? Of uh, we could be doing all the right things. And because you're not pushing a certain type of car, because you're not flashing a certain amount of money, because you're not going on trips every single time, every single week or showing things on Instagram, you will never have position because in our society, it's like, we praise this lifestyle that's being constantly push down our throats. And not to say that the people really living it are doing anything wrong, but it's a small percentage. Let's let's keep it a buck. The average person is not doing it. And I understand that um and people want to be inspired. They want to escape their mundane life or they might not have that type of lifestyle or world, so they want to indulge in somebody else doing it cuz it's kind of like in your mind, it's like you're experiencing it too when people go on trips or when people buy new things or they unbox luxury items and there's nothing wrong with enjoying that content. I used to enjoy that content as well. But it's like it kind of tricks your mind like, "Oh, I'm experiencing it at the same time." 
So I understand. But what it's saying is in our self-serving culture, it is me first mentality. It says acting like a servant is not a popular concept. And I love uh, B. Simone and Megan Brooks. They have a podcast called Know For Sure. And one thing I love about Megan is she always says, I'm a servant. My purpose, my passion, my gifts um, are to serve. Okay, I'm, I'm supposed to be a servant. But being a servant is not popular in our culture. Doing for others is not popular in our culture. Saying, hey, I'll do this for free or, hey, I'll, I'll volunteer this or I'll do this is not popular. As much as I go to church, it's not popular. And I'm not saying I'm, you know, pinnacle. No, 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 no. But it's not pop. It's not a popular concept. It says Jesus, however, measures measured greatness in terms of service, not status. So you can have all the status in the world, but if you're not serving, then are you even really doing anything for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of God? Not saying that your pockets can't be straight. I'm not saying you can't do both, but God always measures your heart, right? It's just like when Jesus was in uh, in the crowd and, and, and the rich people were just throwing their money at God, like, okay, they were given from their abundance. But when the when the lady, when the old woman got down and she gave what she had, she gave all that she had and she placed it at Jesus's feet. That was service. You know, it's a big difference from doing what we want to do, from doing what we feel like we should do and what we have to do and we're called to do. You know, a lot of us are cool with doing things that are cool for us, but when it comes to service or getting a little uncomfortable or taking time out of our busy schedules to do something else that we might not want to do or may not be popular, or we might not get paid for it, that we ignore our service. It says, God determines your greatness by how many people you serve, not my, not by how many people serve you, right? Uh, this is contrary to the world's idea of greatness that we have a hard time understanding, much less practicing. It is hard for people to understand like, well, I, for free, <laughs> you can't do get none of these folks, do none for free unless they talk about F-R-E-E, dude free, okay? <laughs> It says everyone's everybody wants to lead, but nobody wants to be a servant. We would rather be generals than privates. You know, that's something that people cannot stand in the military. I'm in the military and I'm not going to lie to you. I tell people all the time I'd rather be an officer than a than a private any day because the pay is 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 less. And I was a private before so I could speak these things. The pay was less. The things that you're told to do is less. like you got you get all the scrap the scrap work when you're a private, you know what I mean? And I've been there. I was scrubbing the toilets. I was sweeping the steps. I was moving rocks and cutting grass and all of these minute mundane things that I did not want to do. But I was in that regard in the military in a season of service. It says Christians want to be servant leaders, not just plain servants. While knowing your shape, remember we talked about your shape. We talked about the things that make us great and how we can serve in our spiritual gifts and all of that. Right. Cause the, the book keeps talking about shape. Let me see if I can find um, the acronym broken down again. And I can't find it. All right. No worries. But it says while knowing your shape, knowing how you knowing your spiritual gifts, knowing what makes you unique, 
is all important for serving God, but having a heart of a servant is even more important. So yes, your spiritual gifts or your gifts may be to sing. Yes, your gifts may be to dance or patience or uh, just having the sight of being a positive person, whatever your tangible or intangible gifts are. That's one thing, right? God downloaded all of those so that we can serve him. But if you don't have a servant's heart, if you're not doing it with the right heart posture, then it's pretty much pointless. It's saying that it says that, remember, God shaped you for service, not for your self-centeredness. You know, God gave a lot of people gifts and ain't nobody using it to serve. Some are, but some are self-serving. It's like, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And it says without a, without a servant's heart, you will be tempered or excuse me, tempted to misuse your shape for your personal gain. Some of these, I preach over there with that Dior suit. I just feel like, I feel like if you are called to service, if you are called to be a part of, 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 of a body, you definitely have to do things different. That's a part of your service. People are watching you. People are looking to you for things. It's okay to have money. I don't think that people should be broke or preachers should be broke. But if your congregation isn't living on your same status, why you got a Dior suit on? When Dior suits cost over two thousand some dollars, you know there's a reason why he calls us. It will cause preachers to be modest. Not to say that you can't have nice things in a nice house. I'm sure the the great pastors of the world live really great. That's great. But where's your heart in it all? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Are you just being a preacher, or are we just doing things to get a reward, tax free money? You know what I mean? It says you will also be tempted to use it as an excuse to exempt yourself from meeting others' needs. It says, God often tests your heart by asking us to serve in ways we are not shaped. So sometimes you're going to be called to, hey, hey, I need somebody to watch the kids. I don't know how to do that. I ain't never watched kids before. Or, or you might be called to take care of a parent, take care of a grandparent, um, take care of maybe somebody's going to call you and they need you to take care of their child. You got to wait, baby. No, you can't get in my lap. <laughs> Take care of their child. You know, and you never, I've never raised kids before. What am I supposed to do? It's a part of being a servant. Sometimes we got to get uncomfortable and serve because it's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do. It says, I don't have to, I don't have the gift of mercy or service. That's what we'll say, right? Um, while you might not be gifted for a particular task, you may be called to do it if no one has gifted, has the gift around, like maybe you are the only one that can drive grandma to the grocery store because your car just works the best. Maybe you do have to watch um, June, June and them <laughs> because you're the only one that doesn't work at this time to this time. How can you be a servant? How can you just say, you know what? I'll help out. How many times have we passed people on the freeway that, and you have some cash? Sometimes I ain't got no cash. That's why I don't give. Um, I Oh, and the thing that I, I watch people around you, right? I used to always give and I used to keep cash in my car to give to people that I saw. And it was in me because as Christians, we are called to, you're not supposed to see somebody that's struggling. And if you have means to ignore them, we are called to help. Now, what they do with that is not our business. 
You know, some people don't want to give because, oh, they just going to drink that up or they just going to smoke that up or they just going to. You give it with an open heart with no expectations and you keep it moving because you are planting seeds in the kingdom of heaven. You know, we are called as Christians to help one another. We are called as Christians to 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 help out people less fortunate and to give and to. So when we see people in need, when you see people in need, if you have if you are called to give. And then in church, we had a lesson on sacrifice. You know, if you're if you are not giving out of out of a out of a, a world of sacrifice for the greatness of the kingdom of heaven, then your gift may be null and void. And not to say not to give, but there should be a level of sacrifice in it when you when you're giving to the church. It should be a tied a tatty bit uncomfortable. You know, and you should be giving with all of your heart. And not giving to like the point where you're broke. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. We're supposed to be good stewards in managing our money and knowing what we can and what we can't give. But a lot of times people know people are in need and they'll just walk past them. Like it makes no sense to me, right? That we live in a country that we have people who are multi-billionaires and millionaires, right? Say, take LA for instance. LA has a horrible homeless population, but we had there's homes for $23 million that people buy all the time. Now, is it one man's job to save the entire world? No. But if those wealthy people or just regular took 10% of their money, that that city would change. Like if if people got in a perfect world, if people got on one accord, all the wealthy people in LA said, hey, we'll put 1% of our income to a fund that will help these people get out of poverty. Now, and I know people are going to be like, well, there are drugs and and people are going to be back broke and all that. I get that. But we wouldn't have people living in tents. We wouldn't have people living in streets and they have to steal, kill and destroy. Maybe all of and everybody's level is different. Some people have a mental illness. Some people are strung out because they have no help. You know, so we have to be very mindful of how we judge people. And um I understand that there's a saying in like the self-help and money world that even if we gave all the money to everybody because people mismanage money, the rich will just get the money back. I get that too. But needless to say, we are called as Christians to serve. We are called as Christians to help. So if you see somebody in need, we are called to help them. If it is not going now, here's now here's the caveat though. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be James keep calling you every time he needs some money and you feel obligated to, sometimes you got to tell certain people no, because you don't want to, you don't want to, um, cripple like a, a, a well-bodied person. You want them to stand up and, and to be responsible. So use your discernment, right? And, and never give something that if you lost it, you'd be down and out. You got to still take care of yourself. You still have to pay your bills. You still have to do it. So if somebody calls you, hey, can I borrow? If you cannot lose that money, I'm sorry right now it's not the season. But what I can give you, I can't give you the 400, but what I can give you is 50. And if they get an attitude and get mad, well, then you know just what it is, right? Like, hey, I can't give you the 500, but I can can give you 75. Because you want to give with an open heart. And if you lose it or if you never see it again, but that's just my personal I don't I don't let people borrow money. I either give it or I, I can't. I either I got it or I don't. But when we're called to serve, how are we called? How are you being called to serve in this season? It says your shape reveals your ministry, but your ser- but your servant's heart will reveal your your maturity. 
if you just like this all the time with your money, you're showing God you're not spiritually mature yet because you're not planting those seeds of, of, of abundance. Y'all, we, there's nothing in this world that you can just get, get, get without giving something, you know, and we're called to plant seeds of prosperity and abundance into the ground. But how can you do that if you're not serving? And it can be monetarily or it can be physical. Maybe you don't, maybe you're not in the season where you can give monetarily, which I feel like we should all challenge ourselves to do it in some form of capacity, some rhyme or reason, whether you got it or not, we should be giving something to the body of Christ and to the, excuse me, to the, to the church house. Right. But what I'm saying is if that is not what you are called to do, which I think we all are, how are you being called to, to give in other ways? Time is the most valuable thing we have. You know, you, you go to a church and you notice that all the kids ain't in, in, in children's church volunteer. If you like kids, volunteer children's church, volunteer for the teens, volunteer to, it costs us nothing to help clean up. It costs us nothing to show up on a Saturday and give out meals to the homeless. We'll show up for the baby's ball games. We'll show up for, for, for brunch. We'll show up for everything else. Why can't we show up to, to serve? Why can't we show up to services? Anyone can be a servant. All it requires is character. Anybody can serve. You don't need to have a whole lot of money. You don't even need to have the nicest car. You don't need to have an education. Showing up, how, where can I, how can I help? How can I help you? What can I do? What do you guys need? And you can be servants in your family. Hey, dad. Hey, mom. What do you need? Let me know if there's anything you need. I got you. Is there anything? I'm, I'm constantly telling my family, what do you need? I got you. If I, if I can do it, I will. Right. It says you must have a servant's heart. It says you can tell, you can tell what they are by what they do. That's what the Bible, Jesus said that. Jesus said, you can tell what they are by what they do. And it's interesting and not to be on no judgy stuff. Right. But the closer you get to God and the more you are called, the more you see people's spirits. And when I say their spirits, you can see their hearts because it, it's shown in their actions. It's shown in what they pay attention to. One thing my pastor said last night, ooh, was so profound. It said, uh, he said, who is your God? Who is your God? And the way you know what your God is by what you pay attention to. You can tell who, what they are, what they are. You can tell what they are. By what they do. And if you call yourself a Christian, do your actions speak of those as Christians? And I get it. Not the tainted Christians, not the everybody got burned. I get, I get this, I get the stories. I have one too. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about us and how we can propel and move forward and move forward in our culture and be who God has called us to be. And when I say Christians, I'm not saying we're no exclusive club. Anybody can be a Christian. Christian is just accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then changing your actions, changing your your walk, changing who you are from the inside out to be a servant in the world. It ain't about an exclusive club. Anybody can come on Morning Motivation and, and hear, hear us talk about it. I'm not kicking nobody out. I'm not saying Muslims aren't welcome. I'm not saying everybody's welcome. And as true Christians, we're not judgmental, right? We're not supposed to be. But you can tell people's posture by what they do. And it says, if you only serve when it's convenient for you, you're not a real servant. That's what the book is saying. It says, real servants do what is needed, even when it's inconvenient. 
even when it's inconvenient, even when you get that call and it's just like, hey, can you pick me up? Oh. And I've been there. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go over there. But we're called to do it. Right. Real servants do what is needed, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's inconvenient. You don't want to do something is inconvenient. Do it. Because it says, are you available to God anytime? We are called as servants. When God calls you, you got to show up. It's, it's roll call. <laughs> it's like roll call. And I don't and I don't think what I do is just like astronomically different. But what I will say is we got to answer the call. You know what I mean? Are you available to God anytime? Can he mess up your plans without becoming resentful? Sometimes something going to come up and you can't go on that trip. Sometimes something going to come up and you can't go to that party. Sometimes something going to come up and you can't hang out with him. Sometimes you're going to be called to do something like I'm debating. I, I have a bachelorette party coming up and I don't know if I can go because there's something I have to, there's something else I need to do. Am I going to get mad and kick and scream? No, because when God calls you and sometimes people aren't going to like it, you're not going to please everybody. You're not fun no more. You don't do this no more. You don't drink with us no more. You don't smoke with us no more. You don't do, you don't do, you don't do. Okay. I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I'm just saying that's what, that's what happens. When you change, people are going to notice when you no longer do what you know, you, you don't do. People are going to notice, but we're not up to pleasing people. We're up to pleasing God. And if your heart is in the right place, if you are calling yourself a true servant, if you are calling yourself to be called to God's will for your life, then certain things are just going to, it's just going to have to, it is what it is. Because who are you trying to please? You know, man, or are you trying to please God? Can God mess up? Can he mess up your plans without you being resentful? As a servant, you don't get to pick and choose when or where you, you will be served. You will serve. You might want to be on the praise team. The praise team might be full. You might be one. You might want to sing in the choir. The choir might be full. But then you should say, well, where can I serve? Or maybe you're not in church yet. Maybe you can't bring the potato salad. <laughs> but you can stay and clean up. Maybe it's not your turn to make my grandmama pound cake. Or it's not your turn to host the Christmas party or Thanksgiving or whatever in your family. But maybe, you know, you can go to the stove. And go get some ice because the ice done ran out. <laughs> Where are you being called to serve? And it's crazy because I don't know about y'all, but in, in, in families, a lot of times we always look to the men. Hey, Albert, can you run to the stove? Hey, hey, daddy, can you do that? We always look to the men and the women be sitting there high and pretty. I'm like, mm, hey, sir, I ain't going nowhere. I'm, you know, we, we, we're women. I'm going I'm to call us out real quick. Because I've been seeing this a lot on social medias. I've been seeing this a lot uh, everywhere. I feel like we're getting a little entitled. We're getting it. We're stepping out of we're, we're using our feminine capes. As a as a shield to serve. Relationships are a two way street. Marriage is a two way street. There are certain things that are two way street. Our husbands and, and boyfriends and stuff are not our servants. 
We are not supposed to be put on a pedestal. Yes, I understand we are the prize. I understand that we are special and uniquely made. And God, you know, took the rib from Adam. We the rib. I understand. We're all up in our feminine softness. I get it. But men are not our servants, ladies and gen ladies. We can serve too. There's nothing wrong with being a servant. A relationship is a servant thing. And I've been seeing this and I, it's my heart to say it. I've been seeing that a lot in social media where it's me, women, it's it's like me, 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 me. But what are you adding to the to this situation? You know, and you can say, I ain't gonna go there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You could you could put that on a pedestal, which is fine. But how are you serving that other individual? How are you showing up in that, in that, in that relationship in that space? I've been guilty of that too. What can I get? It's all about me, 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 just selfish, just selfish, you know, and that's not, and that's not good. You know, that's where, that's why I believe a lot of people are opting out of marriage and relationships is because like, well, dang, well, if it's all about you, I bump that. I ain't doing it, you know, but if you show people that you have a servant heart, service equals rewards in certain instances. I'm not saying in, in God, I'm just saying, you know. Anyways, let's go back. It says being a servant means giving up the right to control your schedule and allow God to interrupt you whenever he needs to. A lot of things that are going to happen are not going to be convenient. Um, your agenda will be whatever God wants to bring into your life. Servants see interruptions as divine appointments for ministry and are happy for the opportunity to practice serving. It says real servants pay attention to needs. What do you need? Is there anything I can do? You know, what do you need from me? It's okay to go to your church and say, hey, what do you guys need? It's okay to go to your significant other. Hey, what do you need? It's okay to go to your family and say, hey, what do you need? Having a servant's heart, what can I do to help serve and be better? To make your life better, make your situation easier, make your congregation easier. Come on, Zara. Come on. Up, up. She won't get up here without. Come on. Come here. She wouldn't appear so bad. Is that servants are always on the lookout in ways to help others. We should be always trying to maximize and figure out how we can help out. We should always be on the hunt to help out and help uh, individuals, whether it be strangers, whether it be, and it could be little small things. You know, moving the cart out of the way at the grocery store. You know, putting the cart back, putting items back. We've gotten such in a society where, you know, we were in the, it's funny, we were in the library and it was my neighbor's daughter and she had just put a book back. We were in the library and she just put a book back just like randomly. And I taught her the, the, the importance of putting things back where you found them so you don't give work, you don't give extra work to other people. You know, people be in the store, they'll look at some and, and they brought it up here and put it over there. I've worked in retail and I know how annoying that is for people, especially when it's a couple feet away. It's a couple inches away. You couldn't just put that right back where you found it. Then I got to come up behind you and do more work. And I just straightened up that little retail PTSD. <laughs> All my people that work retail, y'all know what I'm talking about. I feel like everybody, and this is off topic. I feel like everybody in America should work in a restaurant and should work at a retail store or some sort of store. So they can understand that experience so they can treat people better. Um, 
anybody's worked in retail, y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody's been a server, y'all know what I'm talking about. And not an Atlanta server, child. They they need now the Atlanta servers need one on one on customer service, child. And that's another thing. You have a business, you have something to do. Do it with great customer service. Service, serve. Like we we got people. And let me know if y'all have experienced this. We'll come to your table and just act like they not at work. If you are in any service-based industry, serve with all your heart. You you got that job. Do it with a smile. Who cares if Ray Ray made you mad at home? You got issues. Everybody got their own problems and stuff going on. But that's not for them to be dumped on. Do it with a servant's heart. Do it with good spirits. You know, do it with a smile. That's what you're there for. Watch out, Zara. You're in the way. <laughs> do just do it with a good serving heart. Like that is, the, and think about that when we serve. Like, are we gonna serve and and have an attitude? Like, you might as well not even show up. There's nothing worse than going to a restaurant and your server got a stank attitude. Baby girl, why you come to work? You could have stayed at home for this. You you messing up everybody else's time. So when you serve, do it with a good heart. It says real servants pay attention to needs. Always like, where can I serve? At your job. What else? Not, hold on now. <laughs> Depending on what it is. But there are little things that you can help out with around your job. Like you see some little piece of trash, pick it up and throw it away. You know, how can you serve? You know, somebody got a party coming up and you don't mind helping out? Help out. I'm not saying let them serve you to the ground because you got you to gotta be careful with that. Some people will take advantage. I'm not telling you to get taken advantage of and just be a robot. Have some discernment, you know. But how can you serve? I says we miss many occasions for serving because we lack sensitivity and spontaneity. Great opportunities to serve never last long. So as the, the book is saying when you have the opportunity to serve, jump in there. And two, you never know what opportunities may come because you're a good servant or a good being a good uh, steward or shepherd. Excuse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it says real servants do their best with what they have. You don't got to go out and get anything extra. You don't got to go out and spend no extra money. Serving is all about volunteering, about doing what you feel you are called to do. It says servants don't make excuses, procrastinate, or wait for a better circumstance. Some people be like, I can't serve because I got this going on. I can't serve because I got this, this, everybody got stuff going on, y'all. Ain't nobody on this chat done got something going on, right? Either authenticating beauty, dealing with her wedding, even though that's probably a beautiful thing for her, she still got a lot going on. Everybody on this chat, including everybody got something going on, everybody. So don't get it in your mind that, oh, I have so much on my plate, I can't serve. Because it's never, it, we always going to have something. That's life, right? It says, servants never say one of these days or when I have the time, I'll do it. Or when the time is right. They just do what needs to be done. The Bible says, if you wait, if, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. It says, one reason many people never serve is that they fear they are not good enough to serve. Everybody is good enough. Everybody has something in them that they can do to serve. Every single person. Every It takes nothing. It doesn't take an education. It, it, does, it doesn't take a lifestyle. 
It doesn't take followers to say, how can I help? Where can I help? How can I serve? Uh, it says you may may have never may have heard if it can't be done with excellence, don't do it. Well, Jesus said Jesus never said that we talk about all this black excellence and excellence, 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 which I love it. I love it for us. I think that that's a great thing. It says, but Jesus never said that. It said the truth is almost everything we do is done poorly when we first start. So just because you can't do it. Just because you don't know how to read scriptures perfect doesn't mean that you can't talk about the word of God. Just because you don't got the scriptures memorized doesn't mean you can't talk about the word of God or serve. Just because you've been in that church two days doesn't mean that you can't serve. Just because you've never done it before doesn't mean that you can't do it. No, nothing's done great when you first start. Right. It says. That's how we learn. At this at the church that he's talking to a Saddleback Church says. They practice the good enough principle. It, it doesn't have to be perfect for God to be to bless it. So don't wait for something is perfect in order for you to serve. Don't wait for your, your YouTube channel to be perfect in order to serve if that's what you are called to do. Don't wait for you to have the right camera, the right car. Oh, I got to get I got to get I got to get perfect. Ain't no such thing. Good enough is good for God. God don't need you to be excellent. Strive for it, but God don't need you to be excellent in order to serve. It says real servants do every task with equal dedication. Equal dedication. Yeah, uh, hello, okay. <laughs> equal dedication. Whatever they do, servants do it with all their heart. The size of the task is irrelevant. Whether it's something small or something good, whether you're leading the, the choir or you taking little babies to Bible study or you just you on the, on the trash team at the church. I don't even know if the church has a trash team. Maybe they do. You know, ask, how can you serve? The only issue. Uh, the only issue that we should be asking is what needs to be done. It's like in the household, right? If my, imagine if every relationship or every household had a servant's mentality, man, if I had that in my last relationship, things would have been probably a little different. Where can I serve? You know, when we only focus on ourselves or when we only focus on what we get out of it or we only focus on, I didn't even realize we didn't have that much time left. If we only focus on what, what's in it for us, we miss opportunities to serve. And and service isn't all the time going to be fun. You know, when you have to serve, a lot of y'all got to serve y'all cheering. Y'all got to go to the game and y'all got to y'all got to pack the snacks and it's your turn to do the carpool. And it's that service. That is service. OK, says the Bible says, if you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. Books that you really ain't nobody. <laughs> I love this. And I love the Bible. Sometimes it can be so shady. It says the Bible says, if you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really nobody. It is this, it is these small services that we grow like Christ. And I'm going to skip around. So make sure you guys get the book. Um, and it says, don't be a self-promoter. Like when you serve, I mean, it's cool. Like I show that I'm doing certain things so I can, I feel like, so I can inspire people to do it too. 
not to be like, um, oh, look at me at church. Like, no, when I do it, it's just like, hey, I'm going to church. You should go to church. Or, you know, it's like the inspiration thing. When we do certain things, we're not supposed to self-promote. And this is something that always stuck with me when I read this in the Bible, right? So say if we do something, we're not supposed to be like, look, y'all, I'm, I'm volunteering. Hey, look, God. <laughs> it ain't supposed to be like that. It says real servants don't serve for the approval or the approval or the applause of others. They live for an they live for an audience of one. The only person that we care about seeing what we're doing is God. We don't need a standing ovation on social media. We don't need, you know, a whole bunch of people to know what we've done. You know, so we're not supposed to do it for the applause of others. They live for an audience of one. And Paul said, if I were still trying to please men, I would not be serve a servant of Christ. You know, when people give in on social media and then, you know, teach their own. I don't know their heart. God knows their heart. But there should be heart posture in it. You can post it to inspire. But really, before you do it, question your 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 motives. Am I doing this to get applause or am I doing this for really because I'm just trying to like show people that, hey, you should do, you should do this, too. This is cool. So always listen to your heart posture. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this to get the praise and the applause and the accolades or the award? Or am I really doing it from the bottom of my heart? We have to give God all of our heart. We have to do it with all of our heart. So when we serve, we're supposed to serve with all of our heart. It says, God put you where you are for a purpose. He has every hair on your head numbered and he knows your address. Everything that you do is purpose. You had better stay put until he chooses, he chooses you to move. It says the most significant service is often the service that is unseen. The most important service is the one unseen. It says people who have never, you have never heard of on this planet who taught emotionally uh, disturbed children. There's so many teachers that will never get awards for all the work that they do raising these bad kids in school and being second parents and teaching and, 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 and trying to balance a curriculum with the school board, with, with parents, you know, teachers don't get enough accolades. So shout out to all the teachers out there cleaning up after, after the elderly, you know, those people don't get enough praise either. You know, it's hard work taking care of a grown, a grown up child pretty much. Cause when you, you know, you're born as a child and as, as you age, you start to a little diminish and you go back to childlike things like not childlike behavior, but you know, you can't control going to the bathroom. You know, sometimes you can't eat by yourself. Your, your, your body goes through a cycle and one day we will all be old. And I pray that there's somebody around that would help serve and take care of me. Nurses aid, uh, AIDS patients and serve like nurses don't get enough credit for doing what they do. And they serve thousands in unnoticed ways. Like everybody that was working during the pandemic. What? That was a lot going on, right? Knowing this, don't be discouraged when your service is unnoticed or taken for granted. Keep on serving God. It says, throw yourself into your into the work of the master, confident, confident that nothing you do for him is wasted effort. Okay. So before we close out today, this is the point to ponder. I serve God by serving others is the point to ponder. The verse to remember, if you give 
even a cup of cold water to one to at least one of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Matthew 10 and 42. And then the question to consider is which of these six characteristics of servant of real servants offer the greatest challenge to me? So what areas in your life are you really being challenged in the areas of service? And it's okay. Everybody has their walk, right? If you're not there yet, ask yourself why. If you feel like, well, I ain't got time, ask yourself why. If you feel like, well, I ain't got it, ask yourself why. You know, really, really take an examination of your heart because God is going to examine our heart. And if you've been burnt in the past, I understand that. But that's the past. Just like a relationship, don't punish the don't punish the new church for what the old church did. We got to heal, forgive and move on. Just like a relationship. You can't you can't. Um, she's such a little lady. She has her little paws crossed. You can't punish the new boo for what the old boo did. You got to forgive, let go and move forward from the old boo to have a happy situation with your new boo. Right. So don't let the things of your past. Or that one time you were burnt or that one time you were hurt or that one time somebody didn't show up for you to hinder you from serving, to getting back in church, to doing what God is calling you to do right now. Um, And I don't know what he's calling you to do. I know what he called me to do. But I know a lot of us are being called. I know a lot of us are being pulled. I know a lot of us are being um, like nudged and answer it. Answer it. If you are if you believe you are a Christian, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And go ahead and do what you got to do. I'm telling you, it's really rewarding. And when I was younger, I used to look at certain things as like a big old sacrifice. But for me, the closer I'm getting to him, the more I'm studying, the more I'm doing what I feel I'm called to do, the less I care about all that other stuff I used to care about. You know, my mindset, my mind, it's like God gives you a different pair of glasses. When the closer you get to him, uh, the more you seek him, the more you work on yourself. And it's not just reading it just for the sake of saying you read it. But when you really start working in your inner, that's why churches, I feel super important to get that praise and worship in and let it touch a, touch a heart, right? <laughs> touch that heart. But when you start evolving and changing and growing as a person and growing in God and growing your relationship, you're unstoppable. It's just, it's just different. It's just different. And I'm, I'm loving my new journey and my new, my new chapter. I've been here before, um, you know, I've, I've told y'all I'm not a perfect being. I've been in and out, but I've been here before, but I'm really pleased and, and excited and happy uh, for where I'm at. But I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Let me make sure I go through the comments. And um... <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, everybody wish Authenticating Beauty a happy, a happy wedding day. Oh, yes. Authenticating Beauty a happy, a happy wedding day. I pray that you guys are all blessed. I pray that if you are called, that you answer the call. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. Is it Thursday already? It's already Thursday, child. This, these, y'all, time is flying. September is almost over. Jesus. Goodness gracious. Lord have mercy. Yes, you guys have a great, 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 great day. I hope you guys are blessed. Have a great one. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Thank you.